are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Wednesday, June 9th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, and today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. Our play here on Locked On Dolphins today. Heard from Christian Wilkins, Robert Hunt yesterday, some Dolphins press conferences, courtesy of OTAs. Got to see Will Fuller for the first time at Dolphins practice. A couple of screenshots, video of him with Devontae Parker walking out on the field. Got some news regarding, speaking of practice, we talking about practice here on Locked On Dolphins. The Dolphins holding joint practices this summer with one of their preseason opponents, who just so happens to be one of the Dolphins' actual opponents for the 2021 season. Odd little quirk there. Have some thoughts. And then finally, CBS Sports created a list of the nine best dynasties in Super Bowl era history for the NFL. The Don Shula early 70s Dolphins made the list. Were they in the right spot on the list? We'll get into that as well. Uh, But let's start with this Christian Wilkins presser. It was good to hear from Christian yesterday. And uh, one of the big things that's inevitably going to become a narrative about Christian Wilkins, and we've talked about a little bit on the podcast as far as what this Dolphins defense asks of their players. And for the interior defensive linemen, it's a lot of dirty work. It's a lot of unglamorous work. And Christian Wilkins entering into year three uh, has not yielded the kind of disruptive play in terms of negative plays in the backfield, sacks and tackles for loss, that you would typically associate with a top 15, top 20 selection in the NFL draft for an interior defensive lineman. Does that mean that Christian Wilkins was an ill-advised pick? No, of course not. And I think that's what, you listen to Christian Wilkins talk, you think about where the Dolphins were as an organization, looking for culture builders and organizational cornerstones and keystones and team leaders. Wilkins is unequivocally all of those things. Um, Wilkins was asked, uh, about negative plays and or splash plays versus what he's done thus far in his career with the Dolphins through two seasons. And this is what he had to say. The biggest thing for me is I just try to be a good teammate. I pride myself on that first and foremost. So whatever I'm asked to do, whether it's hold guys up, whether it's to make a play, whether it's to knock guys down, whatever I'm asked to do, I just like to play within the scheme and be the best I can within my role. And be a good teammate first. That's the number one important thing to me. Our defense is based off multiple scheme with multiple fronts and guys who can do a lot of different things. So that's what a lot of us pride ourselves on. Really, the biggest thing for me is I just like to, wherever I am, I like to try and make an impact and help the team as best as possible. That's my job. That's what I got to do. And that's what I try to do down in and down out. So... It's a great embodiment, and this is why Christian Wilkins was the kind of culture selection and and 
starter kit piece, if you will, to this rebuild for Miami. And knowing how much the Dolphins covet the defensive side of the football with a defensive-minded head coach, having a selfless presence up front who does not care if he has one and a half sacks, eight and a half sacks, 11 and a half sacks, or if he is occupying double teams, winning at the point of attack, railroading offensive guards into the backfield and forcing the back to bounce off his tracks and into the pursuit of the linebackers who are filling behind him. Doesn't matter. Christian Wilkins is content to thrive and excel at his 111th of the defense. And you have seen the Dolphins continue to attack more and more players with that mentality up front who, if they do their 111th, everything else on defense is going to take care of itself. I loved hearing that from Christian Wilkins, especially because inevitably, as we get closer and closer to the fifth-year contract option for first-round picks, which the Dolphins will get a chance to make a decision on with Christian Wilkins at the end of this season, it's going to be a hot-button topic. If he goes out again this year and he doesn't post high-level sack numbers, it's going to be, well, is Christian Wilkins worth the pick that the Dolphins used on him, or is he a bad pick because he doesn't create sacks? And No, if you watch Christian Wilkins play on a down-by-down basis, he's moving in the right direction. He is continuing to excel at winning the point of attack, It's just not what the Dolphins ask you to do, and that's okay. He's very front multiple as far as playing end, four, five, three, one, nose, you name it. All of those alignments up front, Christian Wilkins can play. A guy that that's versatile, who has the mentality that he has, holds a great deal of value for your defense. It was just great to hear Christian reemphasize courtesy of the press conference he took part in, his mentality as a member of the Dolphins' defense. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing stat hero to change that script. This is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have that advantage. Stat hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else in the market does that. You're in total control. Stat hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be one-on-one, play Stat Hero now, and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. It's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on. I don't know about you, sounds like a no-brainer. Also no-brainer, starting your day, ending your day, enjoying in the midst of your day. A good old Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things have got 100% chocolate, 10-plus flavors to choose from, high in protein and fiber, low in calories and sugar. Whether you need something, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, after the gym, grab and go, in your dashboard, in your lunchbox, in your back pocket, on your work desk, you name it. Maybe, maybe you like to keep them in odd places. 
Maybe on the bathroom sink. Maybe in your nightstand next to bed, just in case you wake up with the hunger pangs. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. All I know is Built Bar can be all of those things and much, much more. You can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% on your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% on your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. What are you waiting for? We are not going to wait any longer here on the show. We're going to switch gears. Let's talk about this CBS Sports Dynasty Rankings that was put together. The 70 through 74 Dolphins ranked as the ninth best dynasty in the Super Bowl era. Little surprising. Um, So here's the way that they shook out, according to CBS Sports. The New England Patriots from 2001 to 2018, number one. Obviously won six Super Bowls in that stretch. Phenomenal run for the Patriots. You're absolutely gutted to see it, and you absolutely hate to see it. Number two, the 72-79 to 79 Pittsburgh Steelers. Number three, the 60-67 to 67 Green Bay Packers. The San Francisco 49ers of 1982 to 1994. The Dallas Cowboys of 91 to 95. The Raiders of 67 to 85. The Cowboys of 70 to 79. Cowboys on the list twice. Washington football team, 1982 to 1991. And then the 70 to 74 Miami Dolphins coming in ninth on the list behind all of the teams and the eras in front of them. I guess I'm curious how, and I understand that the Dolphins only won two Super Bowls, and those Super Bowls were in 1972 and 1973 seasons. So I get it. If if your cutoff for the end of a dynasty is the last time you won a Super Bowl, okay, whatever. But you're going to peg the Raiders for 18 years from 67 to 85? As a dynasty, the Raiders didn't even win the championship in 67. They lost the Super Bowl. Lost Super Bowl. Lost conference championship. Lost conference championship. Lost conference championship. Missed the playoffs. Lost division round. Lost conference championship. Lost conference championship. Lost conference championship. They didn't win their first Super Bowl till 76. And their dynasty starts with a nine-year head start on that? Why? Lost conference championship after they won the Super Bowl. Two consecutive years of missing the playoffs. Won a Super Bowl in 1980. Then missed the playoffs again. Lost division round. Won Super Bowl in 83. Lost wild card. Lost division round in 85. That's the end of the quote-unquote dynasty. How in the hell does that qualify as an 18-year dynasty? Well, the Dolphins, that yeah, Don Shula comes in in 70, and lights the thing on fire after a slow start. They go 10-4, and four, losing the divisional round. Lost in the Super Bowl. Won Super Bowl. Won Super Bowl. Lost in divisional round. Quote-unquote, dynasty over. They went 10-4, and 6-8, and 10-4. and, and four. I'm sorry they missed the playoffs three straight years when they go 10-4 and four in two of those three seasons. Then they lose in the wild card. They lose in the divisional round. They miss the playoffs with a 500 record. Then they make the playoffs five more times, including two more trips to the Super Bowl. So two AFC championships along the way. 
I don't understand how the cutoff for the Dolphins is eh, 74. While the Raiders get the benefit of the doubt, and, and it, it's like that for a number of these big gaps for teams. That it's just, it's a little odd to me that the Raiders get the benefit of the doubt with a bridge in which they miss the playoffs three out of four years, but the Dolphins miss it three out of four years and their dynasty's over, but the Raiders get a runway of another six years. And you put on the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. First nine years of the quote-unquote dynasty didn't even feature a championship. All of this it doesn't even get into the fact that the only team, that, you know, if you want to measure by championships, that's fine. But you're not measuring it by championships. And alternatively, there's no weight, apparently, into the value of records set by the teams. Because, yeah, Washington won three championships, I believe, from 82 to 91. Good stretch. Joe Gibbs, great team. Beat the Dolphins in one of those Super Bowls. But the Dolphins were a record-setting organization in 72 and 73. Only undefeated Super Bowl champion to this day. And when you build in and add on what the addition should have been versus the benefit of the doubt that some of the others got, I'm not going to sit here and make the case that the Dolphins dynasty under Don Shula in the 70s into the early 80s, was the greatest in NFL history. They won two Super Bowls, and they were in consecutive years at the very beginning of the stretch. I think you can make a very strong argument that the the Dolphins of 72 are the greatest Super Bowl champion of all time. But the greatest dynasty, I mean, you you have to tip your cap to what the New England Patriots have been able to do. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers under Bill Walsh, understandable. The Pittsburgh Steelers, very successful run. But Washington, the Raiders, the Packers from 60 to 67, really? We're really going to roll them into this? And, and listen, they, they won five championships from 60 to 67. But you know how many Super Bowls they won? Two, the same amount as the Dolphins. So if we're doing Super Bowl era and for some reason we just roll it back and do the add-on just to get the Packers some extra championships... Greatest dynasties the last, quote-unquote, six decades? No. Super Bowl championships. So you, you can give me the Dolphins in front of the Packers of the 60s, the Raiders, the football team. So that would put them at the very least in the sixth spot. I think you can make a case there in front of one of the Cowboys as well uh, because of the, the history of the Dolphins organization so, so just a little something to ground my gears a little bit, you know, just kind of scrolling through the internet looking for good content for Dolphins Wire, and uh, that one jumped out at me, you know. It's like, man, like there, there were a couple benefits of the doubt that Miami did not get that I think some other teams managed to get, whether it was uh, including non-Super Bowl championships or uh, building runways for, you know, or disqualifying the Dolphins from adding years on that included two other conference championships appearance when other teams are having their dynasty start before they even won a championship and ending uh, well after they've won their last two. So, uh, just, yeah. Had, had to get on the soapbox a little bit and voice my concerns with those rankings. 
Uh, if you have auto troubles, one thing you don't have to be concerned about is finding the right part. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Closing out the show today. The Dolphins will host joint practices with the Atlanta Falcons ahead of the team's Week 2 preseason matchup this August. It's an interesting choice for the Dolphins because, yes, it's an uncommon opponent. But the Dolphins play a regular season game this year against the Atlanta Falcons. Week 7, the week after the Dolphins' trip to London. So, why would the Dolphins want to host joint practices with a team that they're actually going to have to play in the regular season, never mind a preseason game? It's an interesting question. I have a couple theories. It's a double-edged sword. Because on one hand, the Falcons, their staff, and their players are going to get acclimated to who you have, the talent that you have, how they play, how they practice, what their skill set looks like firsthand. That's the downside. The upside is that you were going to play the game anyway, so you were already going to have this experience. The upside is also you as a team are going to be able to have that same experience of familiarizing yourself with an unfamiliar opponent, non-conference opponent. Let's be honest, the Dolphins, unless they're on the regular season schedule, are not drawing any non-conference matchups that aren't set uh, on the regular season schedule for uh, about 30 years now. They have not played in the Super Bowl in quite some time, so an unexpected non-conference opponent is not something that's been in the cards for the Dolphins for a while. The other thing that I think gives Miami a nice leg up here, everybody saw what Arthur Smith's offense looked like with the Tennessee Titans as the offensive coordinator. But Arthur Smith is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. New coach, new coaching staff, new players at his disposal. A little extra recon, trying to get a feel. And that's an advantage that the Falcons will not have. The Dolphins coaching staff is, by and large, other than an offensive coordinator situation, but a head coach and a defensive coach and a bunch of assistants uh, that were all here last year. For the Dolphins, there's no mystery or intrigue other than who's calling the plays and what tendencies will they have and what does the revamped playbook look like. But you can kind of see the writing on the wall based on the personnel the Dolphins brought in. For the Falcons, you got a brand new head coach. What players does he trend towards? What can you anticipate based on what you see over a couple days of practice and the usage of those players? I think this is a little bit of chess here at hand for Miami, a little intel search going on. I wouldn't mind it if that was the case. Uh, Atlanta, of course, one of the worst teams in football last year. Traded Julio Jones over the weekend. 
bold strategy after passing on a quarterback with a top five pick. That's neither here nor there. So this is done. Like this has been confirmed. Arthur Smith confirmed this on Tuesday. The Dolphins confirmed it after it was said by Arthur Smith. So Brian Flores was asked about this early in the or late last week and said there's been discussions, but we haven't come up with anything just yet. We're still waiting on protocols and all that kind of stuff. So uh, either they were right on the doorstep of finalizing it or somebody in the league office had a busy weekend getting all that stuff put together and finalized. Either way, it's done. The Dolphins will host joint practices with the Falcons. I think that's a good thing. Brian Flores said he thinks it's a good thing. He's always a proponent of it. Good for camaraderie, good for competitiveness, good to hit somebody who's not your teammate in the mouth for a few days, especially in the dog days of summer. Looking forward to it. That is, uh, of course, uh, before the Dolphins' only preseason home game at Hard Rock Stadium against the Falcons uh, in Week 2. So that will be here before we know it as will tomorrow's show. So you're going to want to hit subscribe on the podcast and keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. I appreciate each and every one of you carving some time out of your day. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Fins up. Talk to you soon.